Hey there everyone, I'm Ashley Bullington and you're watching The Fifth Quarter. This is our Friday Night Raffle Show. We bring you all the things that are happening, happening around the greater Houston area and it's playoffs by district. You know, this is the point in the season where everything goes. You know, slates are clean. It's one, one game, winner takes all, move on to the next round. This is one of my favorite times of the football season. You know, you just get really solid games, solid playing from teams. Um, you see who the best teams are. You see some guys who you don't expect to make deep playoff runs, but do. Um, so we are bringing that all to you. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week. We are going to bring you as many games as we can and scores as we can. So we're not gonna have the games up on the screen, but we will be reading off scores from around the greater Houston area. Um, so we're gonna start off in 6A Division One as Katie takes on Ridgepoint. This was a really close game. Ridgepoint gave Katie probably one of their best games of the season, but Katie pulls it out and wins 35 to 28 uh, over Ridgepoint. Up next, we've got Cy Falls versus Lamar. Uh, Cy Falls wins this one 27 to 14. Uh, North Shore took on Dobie. Both these teams uh, played really well throughout their season. Dobie only had the one loss to Atascacita. North Shore had the one loss to Katie. Uh, but North Shore, the defending state champions, show their dominance and why they are the defending state champions. They win 54 to 0. Um, Pearland played Dickinson tonight. This game last season was a really, really solid game. Uh, Dickinson pulled that one out. They were the favorites this year, and they, in a close game, took it again, 28-23 uh, to 23 over the Oilers. Uh, Dawson, Pearland, Dawson, and Clear Springs went head-to-head. -head. Uh, Dawson pulled this one out, 38-32 to 32 over the Chargers. Cedar Ridge and Cy Woods. Cy Woods has had one heck of a season, uh, which is why they are playing in the postseason. They went 42 to 28. Atascacita and Deer Park go head to head. Deer Park was one of those teams. They had a big win over Westbrook uh, a few weeks ago and helped bolster them into this postseason. But Atascacita has been rolling over teams all season. And once again, they score over 70 points tonight as they beat Deer Park. Uh, Cy Ranch and Stony Brook. Cy Ranch defeats Stony Brook 38-24. Cy uh, Fair and Bel Air went head-to-head, -head and Cy Fair won that one 65-20. In 6A Division 2, not as many games, but some really good ones. Uh, Westbrook defeated Kingwood 55-21. Strike Jesuit went against Clear Creek. Uh, Strike Jesuit looked fantastic all season. Uh, this was another game where they took it to them. They won 48-14 to over Clear Creek. Let's see if we can find the score for this Clear Falls-George Ranch game. It's been, uh, it's been in the fourth quarter for a little bit. Let's see. The final for that one is George Ranch pulls it out over Clear Falls, 49-37. to 37. Uh, Vandergriff and Bridgeland went head-to-head. -head. This was a really close game, a low-scoring game. Battle of the defenses. Bridgeland has had a solid defense all season. But the two-year program uh, loses tonight. They lose 14-13 to 13 versus Vandergriff. 
Klein Collins and Decaney. Decaney went head to head. Klein Collins uh, seven, came out of 7-6A, won 7-6A. Fantastic play from them, and they showed Decaney who's boss. They win 37-6. to six. Uh, Westfield and Klein Kane. Klein Kane, another one of those two-year programs. Um, they'd been playing well all season. Kind of a surprise, but Westfield wins 41-15. to 15. Uh, In 5A Division I, we had another big roster of games, and our game of the week was New Caney versus Foster. Um, Foster won that one 31-21. Uh, Shadow Creek went to state last season. Uh, a team that we're expecting to see big things from as they keep going and just keep rolling over teams. Uh, they've only lost one game in school history, but they won tonight 49-7 over Port Arthur Memorial. Friendswood took on Kingwood Park tonight and won 40-14. And Magnolia defeated their Metroplex opponent 34-14 uh, tonight as well. We only have one game that we only have one game tonight coming out of 5A D2, and that was uh, Barber's Hill versus Sterling. Or no, we actually had several games. Hold on, let's see if we can find the scores on those. But uh, Barber's Hill beat Sterling 42 to zero. They are looking fantastic so far this season. Uh, we'll be breaking these games games down more in our next two segments as we have. Inside High School Sports Insider Matt Harris and producer of Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports Robert Sheik with us on with us right after these messages. Don't forget to catch our extended coverage of the high school football season each week on the warm up presented by your local Houston area Geico agents. We will get you ready for all the action this Thursday on all our social media outlets. And we are back with our Inside High School Sports Insider Matt Harris. Matt, playoffs, round one. How exciting is it? We are finally into the postseason. Yes, we are. Second season began yesterday, and we had a lot of big games as teams started moving on to round two. Definitely, definitely. So some of the games that you were watching were our last year's uh, state run or state winners and state runner-ups. Um so what were some of the games that you were watching? Uh, what about that, that North Shore Doby game? I know North Shore played tonight. Westbrook paid, played tonight. Shadow Creek. Uh, so let's talk about some of those games that you had your eye on. Yeah, a lot of those teams rolled in their first-round matchups, and a lot of those teams have the talent to make it back to state this year. North Shore obviously came into the year uh, favored to make it back to state before losing to Katie in week one. Now it's kind of split. I think a lot of people's opinions split between uh, will Katie make it this year? Will North Shore get will, will they be able to beat Katie down the road and get back? North Shore started off their title defense tonight with a 54-0 shutout of Pasadena Doby, a team that went nine and one. So they they really impressed with that uh, kind of passing that test. Obviously, Doby isn't quite on the same level as some of these other teams. Uh, Doby's one loss was 63-6 to a, a pretty good Atascacita squad. Um, and then some others uh, here. Sorry, I'm looking for some of these scores. Shadow Creek uh, started off their road back to state with a 49-7 win over Port Arthur Memorial. Uh, Shadow Creek's a squad that I think has the talent this year to win it. Uh, DFW's really kind of split in 5A Division One between 
uh, people don't know if it's going to be Highland Park or Frisco Lone Star or Denton Ryan, and it's not this uh, seemingly Highland Park reign of terror that we've seen the last three years. Uh, and I, I really think that Shadow Creek could could go all the way and win that this year. Uh, and then, definitely. yeah, and then I believe the last one we discussed was uh, Fort Ben Marshall got off to a big. Uh, they they've probably got the toughest road back to state, but they beat Port Neches Groves forty eight fourteen tonight. Um, again, they've got Manville in their region. They've got some other talented squads, Huntsville, uh, who they had to beat last year to make it to the state final against Toledo. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if they can get back, but I'm very intrigued to see because I think they've got the talent to do it. But it's not – it doesn't feel as sure as uh, Shadow Creek and uh, North Shore. Yeah, Matt. So another game that you were watching was that um, – was the Pearland – Dickinson game and last year this one was a thriller as Dickinson pulled it out again and Dickinson beats Pearland again this year but still a really close game yeah uh and one one more thing I wanted to mention for the last segment that I totally forgot about Westbrook secured a big one tonight over uh I think I, th I believe it was Kingwood I can't totally remember but th just to mention them real quick they uh I think that they've got an easy road back to state as well they've got some tests um, I had them losing in, I believe, round five right before state. But uh, regardless, um, yeah, Pearland Dickinson, that was a big game from last year. Dickinson came in and uh, upset a Pearland team that was 10-0 and in the regular season a year ago. Pearland was 8-2 um, and this year. Dickinson came in at 9-1 and with the one non-district loss to 10-0 and Allen. And Dickinson came out with a five-point win. And what was – Expected to be a great game, lived up to the hype. It was a great game. And uh, Dickinson will get a task of seed in next week, which I think will be a really interesting matchup because both of those teams are very, very good down in Houston. Yeah, and Atascacito scored 70 points again like it was nothing. Uh, a really good Atascacito team, and uh, those teams all will end up playing the winner of, uh, you know, another really strong uh, bracket that's got the North Shore team in it and the Katy team. Um, but, you know, Matt, as this first playoff week is starting to close down, uh, you know, we know, I know we still have tomorrow, but were there any games that you were really surprised to see the score of? Um, there were some interesting ones. Just to touch on Atascacita real quick, uh, they, they rolled over Deer Park 69-29, and Deer Park had uh, a fairly impressive regular season. Uh, so that, that was a, a, a good game for Atascacita as they get ready for Dickinson in round two. Um, I wouldn't say there was a whole lot of surprises necessarily. Klein Kane hung around with uh, Westfield longer than I thought they would, uh, but Westfield ultimately got a 41-15 win over Klein Kane. Uh, Lamar consolidated, outlasted Lindale 48-43. Uh, Dawson survived Clear Springs 38-32. I thought Dawson had a really good regular season, so that was a little bit surprising. Uh, but other than that, I, th I think that is about it. Oh, wait, there was one more. Uh, Foster beat New Caney 31-21. Um, and that, that's a game where, you know, Foster finished fourth in their district. They finished behind uh, Shadow Creek, Friendswood, and Fort Bend Hightower. So, that, I mean, that right there, those four is already one of the best districts in the state, regardless of classification. But they went in and took down 10-0 New Caney 31-21 in what was a pretty good game. Most definitely, Matt. So any of the teams that so far, I know we still have games tomorrow, but there are any teams that have their season has ended that you want to tip your cap to? 
Uh, Klein Kane making their first uh, first playoff appearance in school history. They haven't been around that long as a school, of course. But uh, I, I really want to tip my hat to Klein Kane, who um, had a, had a pretty impressive season in that you know, 15-6A district that we loved to follow all year. Uh, was a very uh, tightly contested district. There was a lot of teams fighting for those last couple of spots. Uh, Klein Kane was able to sneak in and drew a tough first round matchup against Westfield. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ridge Point for keeping it close with Katie uh, tonight. That's another really good team that is now going home. Uh, that I know Robert will touch on more here in a second. Um, and then there was oh, what was the game last night? I'm blanking on it. Oh. Um, Tompkins and Travis. Travis went 10-0 and in the regular season. I thought Travis had a great year. They have uh, a star quarterback with Eric Rodriguez, Parker Washington out wide, Kalen Schenkel in the backfield. All I believe they're all graduating. I know Washington and Schenkel will graduate, um, which is in a way sad to see them go because they've been really good for Travis these last couple of years. Uh, and that they had a really good team and just somehow, uh, unfortunately, drew Tompkins in round one, which is a tough draw. So a big shout out to Travis, big shout out to, um, to, uh, Klein Kane and yeah. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us here on the fifth quarter. We will talk to you again next week at round two, as our brackets start to get smaller and smaller on the road to state where I will see you excited that you're coming up here for state. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us on the fifth quarter. And we, when we come back, we'll have producer Robert Sheik on with us. Watch Inside High School Sports to catch this week's Chevy Spotlight, brought to you by your Houston area Chevy dealers. Visit your nearest Chevy dealer to test drive their award-winning products. And we're back with the fifth quarter. We have producer Robert Sheik on with us. Robert, the first round of playoffs are almost over. We can't say they're over, but they're pretty darn close. Uh, you know, it's been a it's been a crazy it's been a crazy week, but a wild night for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at some of these scores, um, you know, you've got Katie, who you knew was going to win, or you thought was well, we, going to win. Yeah, we didn't know that in the Sorry. fourth quarter. Sorry, <laughs> that's not what I meant by that. But Katie, who you knew, who you expected thought was going to, to expect it. Yeah. Thank you for putting. Thank you for helping me with that. But Rich Point gave them a game, a big wow. game. Yeah. Um, and you know, boy. There were a couple of fluky plays that went against Ridgepoint that I'm sure the Panthers are going to be kicking themselves about, um, you know, tonight, tomorrow, probably for a, another week or so. Um, the game is uh, Ridgepoint's leading 14-7 in the second quarter. Panthers are driving again, going in to go up to try to go up 21-7, excuse me, late in the second quarter. Panthers fumble at the one-yard line. It goes through the end zone, out of bounds. It's a touchback. In my opinion, that's the dumbest rule in football. It has <laughs> never made any sense to me why that's a touchback there, but nowhere else on the field. But anyway, regardless, it's a touchback. The next play, Katie goes 80 yards for a touchdown. So you're talking about a 14-point swing there. It would yeah. have been 21-7 Ridge Point. Instead, it's tied 14-14. Uh, so that was, that was a big turning point in the game, but Ridge Point held it together actually led, you know, scored again right before the half to go up 21-14. And then late in the third quarter, it's 21-21. And just kind of a weird play, uh, a pass from Will Pendergrass. Say that five times fast. Pass from Will Pendergrass. I couldn't if I wanted to. I'll let you do that. <laughs> I obviously can't talk tonight. But, but so the pass from Will Pendergrass bounces off the helmet of his intended receiver, 
just kind of a weird fluky play. Sometimes stuff like that happens. Receiver wasn't necessarily looking for the ball or ready for the ball. It bounces off his helmet. DQ Dawson is there for the interception for Katie. What a name. Set, that is a great name. What a name. Um, so Dawson, you know, gets the ball or gets the interception. Katie gets the ball with great field position to start the fourth quarter. That leads um, to Katie's go-ahead touchdown. Katie's first lead of the game comes in the fourth quarter, you know, after following that kind of fluky interception play. That makes it 28-21. The final score is 35-28. And, you know, if you're Ridgepoint, you just you just can't help but think about those two plays. Definitely. What an effort, though, from those kids at Ridgepoint. It's, it's always been a great program, really solid program. This is the first time Ridgepoint hasn't won the district title in, you know, five or so years. But, but those kids played their butts off tonight and came up just short against against a really, really powerful Katie team. And, uh, you know, the road doesn't get any easier for Katie. Cy Fair is waiting next week. Cy Fair with a big win tonight um, over Bel Air. And, you know, the winner of that Katie Cy Fair game potentially will see North Shore in two weeks. So uh, the road definitely does not get any easier for Katie, but a huge sigh of relief. Um, from that community that we know that just loves <laughs> yeah. the Tigers. So. I will say that's that's a that's definitely a loss that you can hang your hat on and know that you gave that, that know that you gave it your all first absolutely, off. Like, yeah, things absolutely. Things don't go your way in football, but that's why you play the game. Yeah. No, nothing to, nothing for those rich point kids to, to hang their heads about tonight. Um, you know, another game another game that we were looking at um, was the Pearland Doss or Pearland versus Dickinson game. Mm-hmm. Uh, another really close game as well. Yeah, yeah, another you know. Talk about two of the blue blood programs from the area, Pearland and Dickinson. They they meet for the second year in a row in the first round of the playoffs. Last year it was Pearland who came into this game ten and zero. You know the, the the Oilers hadn't lost a regular season game all year. You know regular season game, and Dickinson spoiled that perfect season. And this year it was the tables were, were turned a little bit. It was Dickinson coming in nine and one. Um, but kind of, kind of the heavy favorite, or at least you know, me- medium-sized favorite, maybe we'll say. But Dickinson was definitely a team that we expected to to be able to go a few rounds deep this year. Um, the first, this is the first year uh, since John Snelson's been at Dickinson. He's had his quarterback, a senior quarterback, returning, um, you know, starting quarterback, I guess, returning mm-hmm. for his senior year, and Mike Welch. So, you know, the Gators had a lot of high expectations for this year and, and you know, still do uh, as, as, you know, Pearland tried to, tried to turn the tables um, after last year's uh, first round exit against Dickinson, but Dickinson pulls out a tough one tonight over um, Pearland. So, you know, you know, another game that, you know, hard fought game by Pearland and, and those kids have nothing to be ashamed of. And Dickinson, you know, again, is, is a team that, you know, can definitely continue to make some noise. I, I believe it's Dickinson and Atascacita um, next week. And yes, Dickinson and Atascacita next week. So another, you know, powerful that'll be matchup. A, that'll that, be yeah, an interesting game. That, that'll definitely be fun to a fun one to watch for sure. Um, you know, were there any other games that we were that you were watching tonight? Uh, we kind of touched on all of the games around the Houston area in the first sure. in the first um, first segment. But there were were there any other games that really you saw or looked at tonight or last night that it was like wow at the end of it? it, it well, a lot of them, to be honest. You know, Dawson Clear Springs was a great game. Foster, uh, you know, Foster goes up to New Caney and knocks off the Eagles. You know, we, again, we just like we talked about 
Um, you know, Pearland last year was 10-0 and in the regular season and suffered that tough first-round loss. New Caney with a great regular season goes 10-0 and in the regular season, beating Porter last week, you know, the crosstown rival to win the district championship. And, you know, New Caney thinking, all right, this is the year we can, we can make something happen in the postseason. New Caney entered the state rankings this week, 10th uh, in the state. Foster was the team we all expected at the beginning of the year to be that 5A Division I team maybe um, to really make some noise. And the Falcons probably honestly had a little bit of a disappointing regular season. I don't think anybody saw them finishing fourth in the district in the regular season. But the Falcons, you know, this is when it matters most, you know. And the Falcons came to play tonight and go up to New Caney and get a big 31-21 win. And, you know, that's, that's a program that I guarantee you nobody wants to see Foster pop up. Uh, next to their name on the bracket anytime soon. I mean, that definitely says something for that 10-5A district of mm -hmm. how good that entire district is. Oh, no question, yeah. Yeah, especially with, you know, you're playing a 10-0 team, a team that looks like they're going to be yeah. one of the best in the states, and they come in and they and they handle them. Yep. Not, I don't want to say they it was a blowout or anything like that, because it definitely wasn't, but it was definitely a game that Foster looked yeah. really good in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so... Great job by Foster to pull that out. Um, I'm kind of looking at the rundown. You know, one thing that stuck out uh, stuck out to me tonight is how some of these Houston area teams that played intersectional matchups against teams from outside the region and the Houston area pretty much cleaned up tonight. Uh, the District 14-6A, you know, um, that Cypher uh, ISD schools and Tomball Memorial um, all playing Austin area schools, Round Rock area schools in the first round. And the district, um, the Houston area teams go three and one. Bridgeland, the only loser, but Tomball Memorial with a big win over um, Vista Ridge, I believe it was. Cedar Park, Vista Ridge. Uh, Cy Ranch with a win. Cy Woods with a win. Um, you know, we saw some of those, again, 10-5A. Um, Shadow Creek with a big win, I believe, over Port Arthur Memorial. Yes. Um, Fort Ben Marshall with a win over Fort Natchez Groves. So teams going outside the area, beating teams from the Beaumont area and, and the Austin area. Um, Magnolia tonight goes up to the Metroplex and beats Mesquite Poteet in, Mo in Mesquite. Um, you know, big win there. So for the most part, yeah, the, the Houston area teams that did have to leave the region all kind of took care of business and in pretty impressive fashion. So um, it definitely sets up potentially for for some, some more fun matchups. Uh, you know, down the road. The more outside of Houston area teams you beat, the more likely a Houston team's gonna exactly. be in the state championship. Exactly. exactly. Um, what? So, as we're starting to look ahead, I know we still have some games tomorrow, but there any are there any matchups coming up next week that you that you see or you, teams that you see that you're kind of excited to see? Um, well, for sure, yeah. Uh, we, we haven't even gotten to last night. Katie Tompkins with a big win over Fort Ben Travis. Huge win. And now Katie Tompkins will play, um, play Cy Falls next week. That should be a fun one. Uh, we mentioned Cy Fair and Katie. Obviously, you can't get much bigger than that. Um, you know, definitely early contender for next week's game of the week for us. Uh, and then, you know, right alongside that, Dickinson and Atascacita. You know, just these powerhouse 6A Division One programs, it – kind of stinks that they have to play each other so mm -hmm. early, you know, but that's just the way the brackets work out. Um, you know, there's no, there's not a true seeding in the UIL state playoffs. It, it's not a, 
it's not seeded one through 64. So you get these really tough first round matchups, you know, second round matchups. Um, and, you know, and, and we mentioned Thursday night games really quick, and there's one I want to mention. Made Creek. How about the Rams? First playoff win in 22 seasons. Holy awesome moly. job. Yeah, awesome job by Made Creek. Made Creek will get Side Creek next week. Um, so I guess somebody will be up the creek. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Okay. With the puns, with the puns. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so fantastic wins. I mean, that Travis team was a phenomenal team. It just goes to show how solid Tompkins is right now. Great season for Fort Bend Travis. And and again, for those two teams, two of the great stories of this season, you hate to see them have to play each other in week one because you know one of them is going to go home. It would have been fun to, to get to see those teams play a couple more weeks. Uh, credit to Tompkins, though, for taking care of business and, and knocking off Travis. And, you know, Tompkins, boy, that's that's just – this. they went 0-9 two years ago, mm-hmm. and they've since gone 20-4. and four. Yeah, 20-4 and four <laughs> the last two – That's why they pay him the doing, big bucks. Doing the math in my head. 20-4 uh, and four the last two seasons. Um, what a job by Todd McVeigh and and boy, some of the talent on that 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 Tompkins roster is pretty impressive. So um, unbelievable turnaround for Tompkins, and it'll be fun to see you know what the Falcons can do moving forward. Next up, as we mentioned, Cy Falls, and you know potentially after that, um, the winner of that game would face the winner of Atascacita and Dickinson. So um, yeah, fun times. Uh, for a for a fun program, that's just uh, just a fun team to watch. You know, Jalen Mil- Jalen Milrow, I could watch highlights of that guy all day long. That guy is uh, <laughs> he's a player for sure. And speaking of Jalen Milrow, he was our recruiting trailer day, so yeah. go check that out on yep. the social media platforms. Um, but we're talking about some of the teams that we're playing next week against each other. But we'll we'll kind of give tribute to a couple of teams who are no longer going to be playing. Um, the teams that might have lost tonight. Uh, who are some of the best that you've seen so far this season, or who do you want to give your first round goodbyes to? I, we mentioned a few of them. Um, you know, two, two that went undefeated in the regular season, Fort Ben Travis, um, the first 10-0 regular season, I believe, and New Caney, I believe, the first 10-0 regular season in program history. You know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that both of those teams drew such difficult first-round matchups. Uh, who won the Westfield Klein Kane game? That's one uh, Westfield seen. won. Westfield won. Klein Kane, what a great story! Um, second year of the program to get to the playoffs. Same with Bridgeland, second year of the program get to the playoffs. Um, definitely no shame in, in each of those teams losing very tough first round, um, you know, matchups. So yeah, I, I think that you definitely start with with those um, that I mentioned. I'm trying to look down the list. I'll tip uh, my hat to one of Robert's favorites all season, Clear Falls, who lost to George Ranch tonight, but a solid season from, from yep, the Knights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's another one. I, I can't believe I forgot about them. Um, and you know, another team that we've uh, featured on Chevy Spotlight that got a, they did get a big win tonight. Lamar consolidated mm-hmm. with a very impressive win. And again, another team uh, going outside the region. Uh, Lamar consolidated the Mustangs knockoff Lindale. 49, 43, or 48, 43, I believe. So, you know, hats off to them. And I, I believe it's Lamar Consolidated and Manville next. Yeah, um, Manville. So, you know, that'll be a fun one. And, you know, you know, it's it's 
Lamar Consolidated is going to need to have its best game to knock off Manville, but it can certainly happen, that's for sure. We've seen tonight, um, you know, a, a lot can happen, and, you know, there's, there's definitely a pretty level, level playing field for sure. There is a lot of depth right now. Uh, in the greater Houston area. So we've kind of touched on most of the things that'll be on the show tomorrow morning, but will anything else be on the show tomorrow as well? Yeah, we're going to have highlights um, from last Saturday night's Episcopal Kincaid SPC state championship game. Episcopal um, dominated on the ground and, and won that one 42-21. So yeah, we'll hear from the Knights, um, some post-game reaction from the Knights and the some celebration the party i'm sure went long into the night for a fiscal <laughs> we yeah, like we so. like state championships around here yeah so yeah you'll definitely want to see that and uh we're, we're talking a little basketball too um one of the area's top teams uh in in the private school ranks westbury christian is our chevy spotlight this week uh ranked number one in the state in class 5a taps so you'll want to hear from uh the wildcats as well awesome well thank you robert and Thank you guys for watching the fifth quarter. Got a little choked up again there for a second. Jeez, yeah, I need a I little cannot water speak too. tonight. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for watching the fifth quarter. You can see the highlights as well as our Chevy Spotlight and everything else tomorrow morning on KHU 11 at 8.30 a.m. on Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports, hosted by Matt Musil. But I'm Asha Bullington. He's Robert Sheeks, and thank you for watching the fifth quarter.